0: 7 to 8 PM. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. And um, yeah, it's good
1: night. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us here on the show, SAFM Spot On. I am Tabis Omosia, Katleko Intimity producing the show, and Patrick Munana is in uh, technical. Well, that clip we've just opened with if uh, you watched uh, some football last night, Man City thrashing, Bentley 5-0. The game and the result was overshadowed by what happened uh, during the game, which is what um, uh, Ben Mir, the Bentley captain, is talking about here, where um, a plane flew over the ground uh, with the banner uh, that uh, said... White lives matter, Benley. and of course uh, the club have distanced themselves from that, and uh, they're saying that it's completely unacceptable. You had uh, Ben Me saying that he doesn't even want to talk about football. He is outraged and is disgusted by what happened uh, yesterday, and he hopes that those responsible <coughs> will be uh, will be found and uh, will be brought to book. And I can tell you now that black. Blackpool Airport has now suspended banner flights from its base after that message "White Lives Matter" Bentley uh, was uh, was flown over the Etihad Stadium last night. Uh, they are um, they saying that um, people go there and they hire basically planes. But uh, they have no control of w- of what is in the banner if they want to fly a banner. But from now on, uh, they're going to do something about it uh, re- regarding uh, the banners there. And uh, they've also said that they're outraged by this incident. Uh, that is the Blackpool Airport there. So I think then it'll be easy to trace who hired the plane then and uh, who was able then to fly that banner over the Etihad. And um it's, it's, it's a crazy one. I mean, in in a time when uh, the world is trying to unite, when the world is trying to bring attention to a certain cause or to a certain uh, a group uh, that's been marginalised here and uh, people think it's a joke and they think they can go spend money, hire a plane and fly a banner over a stadium just to get their own point across. It is really um, embarrassing. But we're going to move on. That's not what we're doing on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to have the second part of our conversation with former referee and now VR consultant, Mr. Jerome Damon, who was also one of the referees of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. When we spoke to him on Friday, we couldn't get through everything because the man is a big achiever um, in the field of refereeing and even in teaching. I mean, we spoke about teaching a lot with him last week. So he deserves a second show. And that's why we've brought him on again this evening, Mr. Jerome Damon. And if you couldn't get your questions, comments or your voice note through on Friday, folks, this is your chance to speak to Mr. Damon, uh, especially if you're an aspiring ref, if you want to pick up one or two tricks of the trade, if you have any questions, questions uh this is your opportunity here to ask the referee but before we do that we're gonna have a quick chat with SAFA's chief medical officer dr tula Ninguenye. we want to find out what happens now that more players are testing positive for COVID-19 in the PSL. Kaiser Chiefs announced today that two players have tested positive for the coronavirus. Stellenbosch uh, confirmed three cases of non-playing staff members and Bloemfontein Celtic revealed yesterday that given Mashikinya had tested positive. So we want to know now what does it mean for the proposed return of football, let alone the training and what... um, what will the uh, players go through now, those that have tested positive and what, what what happens to their teammates? So Dr. Nguenya will take us through that. Remember, he's part of the JLC. Uh, they were responsible for putting that document together that was presented to the minister about football's readiness to return to training. And they've always stated, though, to be fair to them, that they believe that football will only be possible during level one. Uh, that was Safa, actually. So if you want to weigh in on any of our conversations tonight, you can send us your voice notes to 61 107 or you can call us on 0891 our SMS line is 41391 Tabiso Musiya on SAFM So then let's get the latest from a medical point of view as uh, to what's transpired over the last few days and uh, we've seen a lot of positive tests, well a few positive tests in the, in the PSL uh, as clubs prepare to return to training. I guess it's routine. I mean, we saw around the world that players were testing positive um, after the first round of testing. I don't think it's a major surprise or is it? We're going to find out from SAFA's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tula Ningguenia. Good evening, Doc, and thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM this evening.
0: Good evening, Tariso, and good evening to all your listeners. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks, Doc. Before we just talk about the return to training and we pick your brain here, we saw that you were mentioned in the SAFA statement that was released uh, this past weekend regarding the, um, uh, the meeting that took, or that, that took place, the NEC meeting, and they say you made a presentation uh, to the NEC. What was your presentation about? And I think it ended with the National Women's League being concluded.
0: Yeah, um, basically it was uh, the protocol to return to football holistically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was divided into three categories. The first category was the professional uh, league, which is led Africa and uh of which we have discussed it before. Is the document that we have submitted to docu- to, to government mm-hmm. that we are waiting for government to just give us green light based on what we have submitted. And then the second one is was the National Women's League. Now, the National Women's League, uh, the issue was that um, we need to put everyone in one area, and uh, we, we, we had to look at the pros and cons, and then the, 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 the cons were more, more, more than the, the pros, because uh, when you look at the National Women's League at the moment, Sun Downs has got a number of points uh, when it co- when compared to number two and the other difference is that um, the other issue is that they were left with only one game to play so now my, 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 my strong um, recommendation was that perhaps that league needs to be declared as, 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 as done and then we need to focus now at the next league because there's no issue of promotion and demotion in that league so there are no issues of contracts there are no issues also of, uh, of of, the, of players' livelihood. So it was easy to actually make such a recommendation because we know we are trying to avoid and minimize the risk as possible. And then when it comes to uh, amateur football, specifically I'm going to talk about uh, ABC Monsibe because that one has a direct um, uh, connection with uh, Atlantic Africa because we have to, they, some teams have to be promoted. Mm-hmm. The advice was that um, we need to wait. Up until we have actually reached our peak and then we are dropping in terms of our peak because right now we are actually we, we are expecting to see a number of people getting infected because we are in winter and the virus thrives more in, in cold temperatures. So we, my recommendation was that let's wait for at least the, uh, spring and then we'll review around August as to when can we ex- exactly start. But you cannot start anything up until we get to that level. So that was my presentation in a nutshell.
1: Okay, so if you re- if you review then in August, does it mean it's a new season or is the is the all season? Are you in a position to clarify that?
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, it was agreed that the season has to finish, so the teams still have to play and finish so that we can deal with the issue of promotion and. and That's the the agreement and that's that's, that's the resolution that has been taken at the moment. But when we review in August, we'll just have to check how far are we when it comes to COVID-19 infections, and then we'll then make a determination as to whether can we can is it realistic for us to play or is it uh, maybe we need to go the other route of actually concluding without playing. But as it stands at the moment, is that the league games needs to be finished.
1: The statement also says Dr. Tsafa will continue to work with the NSL to develop further proposals for submission to government on the way forward. From a medical point of view, at which stage now is this process?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think uh, on our side, we have uh, almost concluded that because we have submitted to government, the written to training protocol. We have submitted to government, they uh, are written to, 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 to the actual matches protocol. So the rest now is with the government. I mean, the ball is in the government because they are the final decision makers. So we have done our part. And when it comes to NSL uh, working together, we are continuously working together because if you remember very well, that document was developed by jlc Task Team, which is uh, both NSL and SAFA. So for us now is to make sure that we are monitoring that the document is followed to T. Hence now SAFA is also appointed me as a compliant officer for the Gains.
1: Okay, and now we've seen that a lot of clubs are doing, or oh, talking about the compliance officer, by the way, does it mean all clubs must appoint compliance officers?
0: The document states clearly that each club must have their own compliance officer. So I'm, I'm just the overseer, mm-hmm. overall compliance officer, but each club needs to have one and I'll be communicating directly with them just to make sure that we are all on track.
1: We have now seen some clubs have, have, have done testing, they've conducted testing, some started last week. Is this the first round of testing, according to your understanding?
0: Cari, um, so um, right now, this is a small technicality because we still need a, a green light from government. But I understand that teams have already started testing, which of which it's good. And we can start testing so that we have an idea. We, well, we, Because we have started, we, we can't do anything about it right now. Mm-hmm. So that they have an idea as to how many players are, are infected. And uh, just to clarify this to your listeners as well, this is not a surprise. Yeah. We were expecting people to test positive. And uh, because, I mean, it does not mean that because they are professional players, then they are not prone to uh, having COVID-19. I mean, it's for the fact that I'm a doctor, it does not mean that I can't get uh, COVID-19. So we know that our cases are rising in South Africa. Chances are one out of five people have, have this COVID-19 and are bound to have this. And at some point, all of us, I'm, I'm going, to, I'm saying this without any contradiction, all of us at some point are going to get this virus and uh, unfortunately that's the reality so by testing it gives us an opportunity to know who is infected and who's not and then we can manage them as we prepare and getting closer to the biological environment
1: and i guess that's what's been happening around the world even germany when they came back there was a there were a lot of players that tested positive we saw in england when they were coming back there were a lot of positive true. cases true true
0: so so people must not uh, People must not be anxious. This is expected, and, it's, uh, and we are making progress. This is actually progress because it says that we are actually in the right direction. Yes, the first round, we're going to see a, a number of them testing positive And because now the other teams has not tested, they're still going to test. We're still going to get more numbers. So people must expect that. And then that helps us to actually try and manage them so, so that when we get to play, we have cleared everyone from COVID-19. Mm-hmm.
1: And when you said that this first round of testing, it's it's, it's there's a technicality here. Is the technicality the fact mm. that there's been no green light from the ministry yet?
0: Yeah, well, uh, the ministry has. Uh, I know that they've legislated and said that um, people can now start training under f- the, the, the 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 regulations or guidelines that have been given or directives given by the minister. However, there's at laws that says that the the, the 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 federation must write to the minister. In terms of the plan and the plan has to be then endorsed and given green light. So we have written to the minister. We haven't got a formal communication mm-hmm. coming back to us to say now you can start. So that's the technicality that I'm talking about.
1: For those who are just joining the conversation, we are talking to Safa's Chief Medical Officer in Bafana Bafana, Team Doctor, Dr. Tulani Ngwenya, just to get an understanding now of where we are as far as the return to training is concerned and what happens now that some clubs have confirmed positive cases and we'll get get into that in more detail after this break. But you can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. Sport
0: On on SAFM.
1: SFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still talking to Doctor Tulani Gwanya. Now, Doc, um, we have seen a couple of positive cases. Clubs have announced that they've got they have positive tests. What does it mean now? What's the next step for the players now that have tested positive? What does that return to training documents say?
0: Okay, when when you have tested positive, uh, we you, the, the documents talks about uh, self-isolation. So it means that all those that have tested positive have to isolate. So they'll isolate or rather uh, for, for for about uh, 14 days and then after 14 days then they'll be retested again. Uh, if, if then they are negative then they are cleared then to come and join the rest of uh, the team. And remember when they start training it's, it's Still, another process of staggered training is mm-hmm. not going to be a full-blown training where everyone participated at the same time. So the protocols talks about 14 days quarantine, and then after 14 days, then you test and uh, find out what's happening. But we have had a situation already because there's one athlete that uh, tested positive. After 14 days, we tested uh, still positive, and then seven days later, then they became negative. So um, there's quite a lot of things. because well, This virus is quite new. We learn new things each and every day. So that's also something that we need to put at the back of our mind.
1: So can clubs still be given the green light to go ahead with training, even with positive cases?
0: Absolutely, because um, the people. They, it depends on the number of athletes that are positive. If you have the majority of your squad negative, you just quarantine the ones that are, are, are positive, such that they don't infect the rest of your team. And then the other players can actually continue, because we have said it's going to be a staggered training approach, meaning that maybe the first week it will be individual training, yet as I say, yes, at the same field, but individual training. The following week it will be departmental training, uh, midfielders, strikers, etc. And then the third week it will be uh, with the full team now training together so with that I, I do not see why they shouldn't be given a green light based on the fact that there's an, an individual that tested positive and again you need to remember right now the players are not training the players are still at home they just came for testing and then they went back so the risk is uh, really minimal when you think that the whole team is testing for so especially after it tested the rest and their negative.
1: Yeah, and actually Kaiser Chiefs did say in their statement after announcing that two players had tested positive that they had come for the test at separate times and uh, they were not in in, in groups. So um, they wouldn't have been together. Uh, That's what Kaiser Chiefs said in in their statement. And what's the time frame then, Doc, from the first round of testing to the second round of testing? Or does it depend on the clubs? Uh,
0: No, it's not depending on the club. So the way we have actually, um, the document, uh, the way we have actually structured it, unfortunately, because of the financial implications, um, we, we have said we just have to screen and we have to test everyone the first time. If you are, you, are, you are cleared to train, you will continue training and following that approach of data training. And then we will test them again the second time. But now the second time when they are testing, it will be 48 hours before they go to the biological safe uh, environment, that biological bubble. So uh, the time frame is, is really dependent on what government is giving us in terms of the date for actually resumption of the actual gains. So so that's when we'll actually do the second um, round of testing. But for those that are positive, the second round of testing becomes uh, 14 days uh, after the first test.
1: Mm. And just as we wrap up now, can you talk to us about doctor-patient confidentiality here? Because a lot of people yeah. are saying clubs should reveal who tested positive. They're saying some clubs have revealed. Why are other clubs not revealing?
0: Yeah. And um, you see, there is a minor ethical technicality here. Because um, COVID-19 is a public health issue, is uh, and because now it's not only about the person that tested positive. And if you actually go to the regulations and the the the, the Disaster Management Act, it is uh, and and the regulations that have been put for COVID-19. It is all about preventing or, or. trying to stop the or to keep the spread of the virus so it's all about the prevention of the virus going to the next person, so we need to to really to really um, um, uh, understand this so with 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 that said, and the, and, and, and so coming uh, coming back to your to your, to, to, to your question about, about about this the issue of confidentiality with doctors yes it is something that you need to up- we need to uphold our ethical thing that we need to uphold to Confidential, confidentiality. is key. But what we need to do is to really say that um, we have a positive case. So therefore, because there are contacts, then you need to actually go and test. But we don't have to really go out there and mention that Tulanguenga has tested positive. That is not is really unethical. But because it's a public matter, we need to say that, uh, for instance two people in our class tested positive because then we need to also have contact tracing.
1: And then I remember the last time we spoke to you, if I remember correctly, you had said that the FIFA's head of medical was suggesting that there should be no football played. And at the time, I think Safa was saying football would mm. only be possible under level one. Mm. When do you think football yeah. could come back if it does?
0: And. Um, So we we are really, the document, the way we have actually, uh, firstly, maybe the point of departure is that we still believe that the safest time to play football is at uh, level one because that is why we are saying all amateur teams must, start playing at least when you get to level one and when it's safe to do so. However, we had a special request from uh, professional football to say there's an issue of contracts, there's an issue of, of, of players' livelihood, can we look at it? And we developed this document. Now that we have developed this document, honestly, we are expecting to play anytime when the government says uh, we can actually go. We can go at any time when, when government sees or games fit.
1: On that note, then, with players, how much time, just refresh our memories again, our minds, how much time will they need for them from training to being able to play again? Yeah,
0: well, uh, when I spoke to the, the conditioning and physical trainers, especially the one at Bafa, that we use at Bafan and also at Sundown, because that's our uh, chief uh, conditioning trainer, uh, Kadelo Rangwa. He mm-hmm. spoke about when we have uh, full zone training, we need about uh, three weeks. Of preparation because at the moment they are still doing something at, at, at their backyard so they are not completely completely off season so we we'll need about three weeks and then we'll be good to go
1: okay loud and clear doc thanks for being available again to speak to us and give us some clarity here on these matters thank you very much Ariso. thank you dr uh, tulad ninguenya there's a uh, chief medical officer just uh, talking to us about where we are as far as the return to training is concerned, where we are as far as the return to playing is concerned, and uh, what happens now uh, after some players have tested positive or after some clubs have announced a positive test. Uh, So I hope that interview was able to give you clarity uh, there.